Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans. And tonight I'm going to be talking to you from the topic, Beating Back the Dogs. In my opinion, there are not many life experiences that are more painful than the loss of a child. I present this post today in hopes that some mother who has lost a child will find comfort in knowing that God can give you peace. Although it has been 11 years since I lost my son, there are times when the pain of his absence feels smothering. Though it is easier now to remember the good times and the positive things about his life, the pain of his absence still remains. I have found that the way to deal with the pain is to cry out to God. Only he is able to comfort me in the way that I need him to comfort. My precious son would be 50 years old if he were here today. He passed away in 2008 as a result of a heart condition. I do have the wonderful peace of knowing that he is in heaven because he died in the Lord. That also means that we who love him will see him again when we get to heaven. Meanwhile, Jesus helps us to make it through each day without him. There are mothers who have lost children who do not know that their sons or daughters are at peace. If that son or daughter was not saved, how does a mother deal with that painful knowledge? They too must give the pain to Jesus. Coping successfully is possible if we allow him to comfort us. Then we can all sing the words of a hymn that was penned by Horatio Spafford and composed by Philip Bliss, It Is Well With My Soul. The words of that song, I won't sing it, but I will read the words to you. When peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan shall buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and had shed his own blood for my soul. For me, be it Christ, be it Christ hence to live, if Jordan above me shall roll. No pang shall be mine, for in death as in life, thou wilt whisper thy peace to my soul. Another thing, mothers, that we can do without pain is to do something positive to help others. We can live for the Lord and get busy helping others to cope with issues in their lives. It is towards this end that I write this post today. Perhaps some mother whose children are still alive will be encouraged and motivated to fight a little harder for the eternal security of their souls. One of the saddest and yet fiercest stories of a woman's love in the Bible concerns a woman named Rizpah. Rizpah was a concubine of King Saul. Her ordeal began when a drought came upon the land and King David sought the Lord about the cause of the drought. God spoke to him concerning the injustices that King Saul had committed against the Gibeonites. 
When David asked the Gibeonites what he could do to make up for Saul's injustices, they asked for the lives of seven of Saul's sons. Not only did the Gibeonites want the sons dead, but they impaled them and left their bodies hanging for everyone to see. They refused to let them be buried, and King David allowed their actions. Rizpah's story is found in 2 Samuel 21, 8 through 11. And these are the scriptures. But the king took the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, whom she bare unto Saul, Armoni and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Michael, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adriel, the son of Bazili, the Meholathite. Verse 9, And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. And they fell all seven together, and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of barley harvest. Verse 10, And Rizpah, the daughter of Ai, took sackcloth and spread it for her upon the rock, from the beginning of harvest until water dropped upon them out of heaven, and suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day, nor the beast of the field by night. Verse 11, And it was told David what Rizpah, the daughter of Ai, the concubine of Saul, had done. Now, can you imagine the anguish of this mother when her only two sons were murdered and then left hanging? But what did Rizpah do? She did everything that she could possibly do. She had no power to make the king bury her sons, but she fought back the beasts and fowls with rocks and sackcloth. For five full months, Rizpah sat day and night, keeping a vigil over her children. Not only did she protect the remains of her own sons, but she also fought for the five sons that Michael brought up. Now, I have wondered where Michael was through all of this. But in her defense, perhaps David, who had reclaimed her as wife against her will, would not allow her to help Rizpah. I don't know. Rizpah had to watch as her son's bodies went through natural decomposition. She had to endure the odor, the bloating, and then the wasting. But Rizpah did not care what she had to go through. She beat back the dogs and refused to allow animals to drag them away. She, who had been an occupant of the king's palace, living in luxury and opulence, now sat out in the elements, exposing herself to danger and ridicule. Even today, some may feel that her actions were extreme. But who can gauge a mother's love? Who has the right to say whether or not her actions were inappropriate? Only a mother who has lost a child can understand. Rispa had no idea how long she would have to beat back the dogs. Her sole goal was simply to protect those that were hers. As a result of her perseverance, King David was shamed into causing the remains to be buried. Not only did he bury her children and Michael's, but he also went and reclaimed the remains of King Saul and his own best friend and Saul's son, Jonathan. Rizpah's sacrifice paid off. Verse 12. 
And David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the men of Jabesh Gilead, which had stolen them from the street of Bethshan, where the Philistine had hanged them, when the Philistines had slain Saul in Gilboa. Verse 13. And he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. Verse 14. And the bones of Saul and Jonathan, his son, buried they in the country of Benjamin in Zelah, in the sepulchre of Kish, his father. And they performed all that the king commanded. And after that, God was entreated for the land. So how do we beat back the dogs? The first thing that one must do is get right with God. You must repent of your sins and get the power of God in your life by being baptized with the Holy Ghost. Live for God so that he will answer your prayers. Then you will have the power to beat back the dogs for your children. Next, use your godly arsenal of weapons. You can push, pray until something happens. You can plead the blood of Jesus over them. Revelation 12 and 11. You can use the word of God as their defense, and you can bind the acts of Satan, Matthew 16 and 19, in their lives. Mothers, if your children are alive, feed back the dogs. Refuse to allow the devil and the wrongs of the world to take them over. Stand firm in prayer against drugs and gangs, alcohol, promiscuity, and godlessness. While your children are still at home, you should take them, not send them to Sunday school and church so they can learn the word of God. Raise them up in the church. Refuse to allow them to participate in activities that are contrary to the word of God. Lay hands on them and pray for them before they leave your house each day. Speak the word of God over them and prophesy good things for their lives. Hug them and kiss them to show them that you love them and spank those bottoms when they need it. Be more concerned about parenting than about being their friends. You can be friends later. They need mothering now. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 22 and 6, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And while it may be true that you cannot control your children once they are grown and out of the house, but don't you forget your arsenal of weapons. The power of prayer does change things. As long as there is breath in their bodies, there is hope for your children. Now, if Rizpah could fight for her dead sons in spite of what her senses told her, surely you can fight for your living children. There may be times when you have to confront and take a stand against the behavior of your children to protect them. I encourage you to stand firm on what you believe. Maybe they are harming their own bodies with cuttings and tattoos and piercings. Perhaps they're exposing their bodies with tight and revealing clothes. They may even be destroying their own lives with unsafe and unnatural sex and drug abuse. But you refuse to let go of them, refuse to give up on your children. Mothers, you can do it. Your mother's love compels you to beat back those dogs with prayer and determination. With those words, 
mothers, and dads. It is my prayer that God will bless you and strengthen you as you fight the good fight of faith for your children. Mothers, do as Rispar did and beat back those dogs.